Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hope and pray all is well with everyone. Thank you all for joining us again on tonight. Uh, Reverend John Mason and myself are here again with another episode of our kitchen table conversation for such a time as this. We trust and pray that you've had a great day and that God has been who he is in your life. Things may not have gone your way, may have had some struggles today, may have had a few heartaches and pain, but God is still God. And so with that said, we again thank you all for joining us on tonight. We're going to continue what we started on last week. Why isn't God interesting anymore? Um, to some people, if the truth be told, God, it just is not interesting. I don't know why that is, because we serve a God that's like nobody else that I know. We serve a God that is able, as the Bible says, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So we just bless his name on tonight. Thank God for our brother again opening up his house this episode. I mean, for our kitchen table conversations. And we thank God for each one of you that may join in with us on tonight. Dr. Mason, you got a few words you'd like to say, then we'll go into a word of prayer, then we'll jump into this, this assignment for tonight. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, uh, look forward to what we're going to be studying tonight. that has always uh, sort of amazed me, uh, but uh, I'll save it, <laughs> we'll save it for later. All right. Uh, All right. We'll go ahead and hit us with a word of prayer, and we'll go, we'll go for it. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for another day that you allowed us to see. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for waking us up this morning, knowing that it wasn't an alarm clock, but it was you. Yes, sir. Father, we thank you for it right now. We've been better than us than we've been to ourselves, Father. So on the night, Father, we just want to give you praise and glory for how good you are, Father. We thank you for being with us right now, Father. You said we're two or three are gathered together, touching and agreeing in your name. There you would be in the midst, Father. We thank you because you're here with us right now. So, Father, as we go into the lesson tonight, we ask that you open up our spiritual eyes, open up our spiritual ears, and our spiritual hearts, Father. Yes, Lord. And saturate us tonight with your word, Holy Spirit. Father, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yes, Lord. And as always, Father, once we get that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, help us to apply it to our lives, Father what you're going to share with us tonight. I can speak through us and so 
our, what we say, Father, will affect other people. Father, let them see you and us, Father, as we begin to uh, embark on our lesson for the night. Ask that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth, Father. And once he does that, we ask that he illuminates us, not only cause us to see and understand the truth for what it is, but to our listening audience. Thank you for it right now. We believe it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. On tonight, we're going to jump back into Romans chapter 1. And last week, we just dealt with 1, 21, and 22. But tonight, we're going to add verses 23, 24, and 25. And if you see, our subject for tonight again is why isn't God interesting? And we put down there substitutes substitute. So, two words I think we need to look at, Reverend Mason. Mm -hmm. Interesting or interest and then substitute. <laughs> what, what, does it, what does the word interest mean or to be interested in something? What does that mean? The word interest is a state of wanting to know or learn something about some, I mean, learn about something or someone. Let me say that again. The state of wanting to know about something or someone. Um, it's a desire <laughs> to want to know about something or some. things I'm interested in. A lot of things used to hold my interest in the past, Dr. Mason. But as I got older, some of my interests stayed the same, but a lot of them changed. When I was younger, the clubs were my interests. Partying and going out and just having fun basketball shooting basketball outside pickup games going to some games and things like that all that stuff used to used to hold my interest now as I didn't got older this old body ain't the same <laughs> so some stuff we don't do, not because we don't want to do. <laughs> right. We just then got a little older and we can't do everything we used to do. My number one interest right now is pleasing my Heavenly Father. That, that's my number one interest. That's not always been something that I could say. Of course, my children, they're not children anymore. I guess it doesn't matter how old you get, they still always your babies or your children, but 
these young ladies, my daughters and my grandchildren, they're, they're my interest. Right. My job is my interest, and is an interest of mine. This ministry that we've embarked upon is an interest of mine. Help with anybody that I can. Feeding hungry people. Helping uh, Brother Mickey and the ministry of Raise You Up with the Homes. That's an interest. I got a whole lot of interests. The children that I work with at school, I'm interested in trying to help them be better while that's a job and a task within itself. Pastoring, trying to be what God would have me to be for a flock. But most of all, and most importantly, pleasing Him is my number one interest. A whole lot of other people have a whole lot of other interests. God's not interesting to everybody. And that, just to say that, disturbs me. Just for those words to come out of my mouth bothers me. That the creator of all things, some people have no interest in him. He's inter- interested in us right. daily, right. every day. But some people, he's some people are so uninterested in God that they don't even tell him thank you every day. They think they woke themselves up. They think they've amassed what they've amassed or gathered on their own. They fail to include the creator in what he has blessed them with or what he has allowed them to attain. But again, for people to not be interested in him it blows my mind. But I guess at a certain point in time in my life, and that's why we have to be merciful and have mercy on people, God hasn't always been my number one interest. Right. Right. But we lived in some different times than we're living in now. We're living in some serious different times than what we lived in back then. But people don't have an interest in God. And I guess our subject tonight substitutes as part of the reason. a message one time, a substitute for God. Um, when you look at how good Israel had it, you know, children of Israel, they, they, they had it, you know, had it made, you know, they had um, God as the person that they uh, 
worship, obeyed. He was actually ruling them and leading them. Now, here it is, we got the supreme ruler, supreme being of all. There's none like him at all. No. Now he is his chosen people, the Israelites. Okay. He's leading them. Now that that just within itself is enough. Sure. Be. If, if, exactly. If if God is leading you, you know wherever He's leading you to, you can't go wrong. Because who knows? Better. Yeah, who knows better? That, that, that's the perfect word for it. Who knows better than he does? Do you have to worry about him leading you astray? Do you have to worry about him leading you leading you wrong? He, everything that he's going to do for you or lead you into is going to be for your benefit because he has your best interests at heart. With man, you don't know what he might do. He's subject to sin at any time. Right. He's subject to go astray. The Bible talks about all of us like sheep that have gone astray. We've turned every one of us to our own ways. Man is subject to do that and lead you astray to where it could possibly be harmful to you in some kind of way. Maybe even deadly. But God is not going to lead you like that. You know, and, and, and what I'm looking at, I'm, I'm trying to picture, and, and it was hard for me to comprehend that, and it's still hard for me. If I got God, and I know who he is, right, <laughs> and he's leading me, how could I choose, choose man a fleshly man, leader, over God. When I look at the record of man, man's record, I see him all the way back as Adam. And I seen Adam fail God, committed the first sin in the garden. Right. Alright. So I see Adam do that. And then when I look at all of the patriarchs and uh, all of the godly people that came up after Adam, I see everybody failing. One after another. They, they all failing, you know. So, here it is. I got God as my leader. How can I choose a man to lead me now when I got God leading? And, and they even said it. They said that uh, they wanted to be like all of the other nations. They wanted to be like all the other nations. They wanted somebody, I guess they wanted a human being to lead them. They, they didn't want God to lead them. You just went where I want to go. And so, well, I'm thinking, but, but you got God leading you. How could you want somebody else? Do you understand that if you choose somebody else over God, do you understand what you just done? You just choose somebody else 
Oh God, you know, and, and when you look at that, what is that? What do we call that? When you choose somebody other than God. When you got idolatry. Exactly. Exactly what it is. But here's the problem. And you like you said something about they you guess they wanted a human being. That was it. You do know man. Man deals with what he can see. They still in the Old Testament. They didn't have scriptures like we have. We walk by faith, not by sight. Right. They heard stories. They've seen some things God has done for them before. But man is the type of creature that he or she likes to see. So because they couldn't see God physically, they wanted a leader that they could, and I hate to say this, but a leader they could be happy with because they could see, or a leader they could praise and honor because they could see, because they saw other nations seeing their leader. And understand, you're right, they got the supreme leader. They got the leader of leaders. But they couldn't see him, but they could see him. The problem with that is that even though they wanted a leader that they could see, a human leader mm -hmm. that they can see, they didn't realize that the human leader that they could see, he couldn't see. He couldn't see like God could see. Right. There, there we go. See, his limitation, his seeing is limited. But they still were because they they wanted a leader, right? Right. God said, all right, I'm going to give you what you asked for. That's another thing. Be careful what you asked for. It's true. They were happy when they could see what they asked for. But would you want a, a leader whose sight or vision is limited to lead you or would you like a leader whose vision and sight is unlimited? See, now you open it up too many cans of worms. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at that. Yeah, you open it up too many cans of worms <laughs> right now. Because that's the problem in some churches today. Some churches, we got to get back over here. Come yeah, go yeah, here. Yeah. Some churches don't want certain type of pastors. They don't want pastors as visionaries. Because a pastor that's a visionary, you got to do more than what you're doing. Yeah. Some people, and here's the answer to your question, don't care if your vision is no better than theirs. Because they still can see you as the leader. And you are equal with them in a sense. When you ask the person, do I want a leader whose vision is better than mine? Of course I do. Because how can he lead me somewhere that I can see the same place we at? Right. He's supposed to lead me something beyond where I can see. But some people just want to go as far as they can see. Now in the realm of this right here, they had God as their leader. Should have been enough, but it wasn't. Right. Same thing with people today. God ultimately can lead all of us but some people don't want to follow it's true they don't want to follow his ways because they're not interested in obeying his word that's a lot of the issue right there 
God's not interesting to some people because God has rules and regulations that some people don't want to follow. But then again, as we say, there are substitutes now for God. And you just said it. A lot of people idolize or deify things as their God. Some people, their home, their car, their money, their status, all of that is their God. That's what they're interested in. And like the introduction said um, last time, there are a whole lot of things to be interested in. But unfortunately, God is not one of them to a lot of people. He's not. He's the most interesting man in the universe. And some people don't even care about it. How can you not be interested in somebody that say, let there be, and what he said, let be, showed up shortly after he said, let be? How can you not be interested in a man or a person that can be a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day? How can you not be interested in somebody that's got so much power that they can split a Red Sea and the stuff that was holding the sea up should be muddy and unable or uncrossable, unpassable, but what he does and we don't know how he does it, it dries up and that which was blocking you just holds until he says it's time to revert back to where you were. How can people not be interested in a person or, or a God or an individual who can, and we said this last week, but a person who can take dry dirt and make a human being? I mean, just dirt and make what we are right here now. A body out of dirt. That ought to blow your mind. That ought to sit there and just make you think, man, he is awesome. Again, how can you make red blood out of dry dirt? That 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 will make you just say, I can't even think about that no more, because that just blows the mind. The sinews, the bones, the ligaments, the joints. Throw a curveball in there. Throw it. Uh, Let's see if we can hit it. <laughs> the way you see God now and, and what you just described now, before you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, did you think the same way? No. Didn't. Right. But I had a mother and a grandmother and some little old ladies in the neighborhood that knew this God that I didn't know that were telling me about this God. But even though I didn't know him, there were things that I often wondered about. I didn't wonder about him to the depth that I do now, but I really do now. Like, And I keep using this, but it takes oil to make gasoline. 
and gasoline just burns, evaporates pretty much. And again, you used to drive trucks for how many years? About 40. About 40 years, yeah. So you've used a whole lot of diesel. Oh, yeah. And then you use gasoline to get to the diesel truck and right. come on back home and keep the process going every day, right? Yeah. I've driven miles and miles, countless trips to Oklahoma and back. My mind says, okay, they keep digging for oil and it's always there, but it never runs out. Right. Who replenishes it? <laughs> all these airplanes, all these ships, Helicopters, boats, all-terrain vehicles, motorcycles. Who replenishes this stuff? The iron. Where does all this stuff come from? Who keeps replenishing it? In my 56 years, it seemed like that stuff should have run out. As much of it as I say. Look at the tall buildings, the skyscrapers. Each little piece of material that it takes to make that stuff. It would appear that we it takes trees to make paper. Right. Look at all the paper here, all the paper here, all the paper we went through in school, all the paper we've used to write sermon. It would appear the trees would be gone by now. But he just keep on replenishing. True. So why wouldn't I be interested in that? But I know where you're going. The devil, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of people. So that's why people, to a point, aren't interested in this God because their eyes, they can't see what they can see. this in to uh, our lesson tonight because those those two uh, verses that you just quoted that one Satan blinding the eyes of, of men uh, blinding their hearts and the natural man uh, versus the Save man. Because what we're looking at, uh, it's really bad if a Christian decides to substitute. And it's already bad for the non-Christian because that's what he automatically does. Correct. That's his, that's his nature. He has a sinful nature, so he automatically does that. He does what yeah, sinners yeah, do. Exactly. He does what sinners do. All right. Um, but when you look at the natural man, it says the natural man, right? It says, but the natural man receiveth, hold on. Yeah, the nat- but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Right. Now, 
when we, when we look at the natural man, we're basically looking at someone who can't discern spiritual things. Correct. These spiritual things that you're talking about are foolishness to them. Okay? I can see now why Jesus told us the first thing that we're supposed to do is to basically go out and witness to people first. And the reason why he wants us to witness to those is because when we tell them or we, we preach or we uh, introduce them to the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, it's like what Paul said. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. unto salvation. To who first? The Jew first. The Jew. And then to the Gentile. Exactly. And he said, it is the power of God unto salvation. Okay? I, you quoted at the beginning about how Satan has us blinded before we accept Christ. Okay? I, so now you have a person, an unsaved person, who is not spiritual, but we introduce spiritual a spiritual person to him. Right? Gotcha. We introduce that spirit this spiritual person to him. He's not spiritual. So he looks at the spiritual as being foolish because he can't discern it because of spiritual. Okay? He said he looks at it as being foolish. Bible said what? Only the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Alright? So when you present spiritual things to him, the word of God, you know, God himself to a, uh, a sinner, well, he looks at that as foolish, foolish as, as he looks at it as being foolishness because he, he has no other choice but to look at it like that. Now, the only way he would look at uh, this in a spiritual way or look at it from being spiritual is that he has to become a spiritual being first to where what you're saying that's spiritual is not foolishness. So Christ tells us first of all to go out into the hedges and highways and to compel men and women to come in. Let's see if we can go out there and witness to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ and we want to see uh, after we witness to them that the Holy Spirit does a work in their heart to where he uh, causes them to be born again. And we know if you're going to be born again, uh, being born again actually means to be born from above. Okay, So it's something that God has to do. And, and he does it by uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, once this person believes, we, when, we, when we go to Romans you know, uh, 10 and 9, when it talks about if we confess with our mouth and we believe it in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, then we'll say. Okay. Right? So, once this, this uh, uh, natural man, this unsaved person, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. 
Then he becomes this spiritual being. That now, these spiritual uh, things, everything that's spiritual now, does not, or he does not look at it as being foolishness now. Okay? So it's not foolishness now. But now, he can spiritually discern it now because he is spiritual. See, it's hard for uh, an unspiritual person to discern spiritual things. Why? Because he's not spiritual. Okay? Alright, so when we look at this this uh, this natural person, he's going to look at what you bring to the table as being foolishness. Okay? So when he's looking at it as being foolishness, he can't see the spiritual part about it. So now we're going to have a problem because now, because <laughs> now we're trying to, trying to um, as, as you would say, try to have him on the spiritual level. Well, it's, it's a distraction. That, that's what it is. It's